Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Mother, a live coaching session with Natalie. Truth be told, the live coaching sessions are becoming my favorite. I, I do love all the things that I get to do on the podcast, but there's something for sure so raw and vulnerable on both sides to, you know, do a coaching session, which is generally a very private thing and allow everybody to listen. So today, Natalie shares about new motherhood and the vulnerabilities with that and some of her desires and bringing more of her yearnings to the table and looking at what does it really take to be satisfied and what's in the way of her having it just how she wants it, because there's lots of beautiful things about this part of her journey. And of course, in any new transition and big upheaval, which is what I'm hoping all women can relate to, and actually everybody who listens to this, to just see how, you know, when, when we have something very new and big in our life, um, our unfinished business shows up. And some of the things that, you know, we can kind of get by really, really show up. And we have the opportunity to look at it. And that's what she's doing. So Natalie really looks at what's in the way of her being fully satisfied and getting herself mothered and mothered in such a way that is there's tons of things she's doing beautifully, but there's places she wants more. And how do we allow ourselves to um, open up to deserving more, to doing what it takes to get 
what we know would bring us even more satisfaction and fulfillment and ultimately um, end up allowing us to mother those around us even more, more beautifully and, you know, from a really sustained place. So come on the journey with us and, you know, be in it for yourself as you listen in areas that maybe, you know, you know, you need to go for more of your satisfaction and what's in the way of you fully mothering yourself. Here we go. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Gertrude. Well, welcome to my podcast. And this is obviously, as you know, because you're invited here, but a unique one. And I think extra special, I have to say, maybe my favorite podcast where I get to be with women, with individuals in a coaching capacity. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm aware that that's super vulnerable. And so I, I give extra thanks and praise for you raising your hand to say that you want to come on my show and do this. So thank you so much and welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Gertrude. Yeah. So we're going to jump right in. Mm-hmm. And how I want to kick us off this afternoon is for you to think about, you knew that we had this session and what's been on your mind. All right. Like what's, uh, I know a little bit about your, your life, but our audience mm-hmm. doesn't, but kind of what's on your mind and heart that if in this time that we have together in this podcast, I actually somehow magically had a magic wand and could give you anything and everything that you wanted uh, out of this session, what mm-hmm. would it be? Hmm. I'm trying to think as far as any maybe challenges or hurdles I've had recently with my couple or our family. I think as you know, um, a big one is we, Patrick, my husband and I, and our son, five month old son, Liam, we are still living with my parents. Mm -hmm. So that has, it's been going very well. We've been with them since July of last year. And we really are ready to start looking at homes and moving out. Mm-hmm. Of course, the hard housing market right now is crazy. <laughs> depends on where yeah. you're looking, right? Where what? Right. Where it depends at. where you're looking. And that's another thing. We still aren't quite sure where we want to land. But it's been an interesting dynamic just navigating um, the different relationships at home um, my parents, my relationship with my parents, and then my relationship with Patrick and how Patrick and I can find a little bit more alone time. Mm. We've gotten used to just the, the cadence of, you know, weekly dinners and things like that, but, um, really making more time for the two of us and for the three of us as a family. Mm. So that has been, a bit of a challenge. And then I think too, um, I realized recently, like it was the first time, oh, actually you posted about this on Instagram about how going to Target is not self-care, which I totally agree with. But (laughs) But, what I realized is that since Liam was born, it was my first trip like that. So five months. And I have not been, I have not really taken a lot of time for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was actually something that I brought up with Patrick, my husband in conversation last night, just like how he could support me better in that. So I think maybe learning to be more assertive. Yeah, beautiful. Well, that sounds like a theme. Yeah, exactly. Your self-care. So self-care feels like a theme, right? Mm Because your self-care around your living situation, current and perspective, Mm -hmm. and and that whole journey, then Mm -hmm. an adventure that you're going to be on in that realm. Um, Self-care in your relationship, 
with your husband and then your assertiveness in creating that for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if we look at like, okay, now the magic wand really, so we named the areas that we'd like the magic wand to work on. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I have it like, and it worked, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it did its magic and I now have these things. What, what, you don't, there's no right answer to this. It's more what, what comes to mind? Like I'm, I'm now living in the uh, reality of these things manifesting. Mm -hmm. What are, what are just some pictures that you have or feelings or, you know, thoughts It can be concrete intangible, any of that? Mm -hmm. Well, one, I kind of go back in my mind to a morning where Liam slept in or slept until like seven. And I was able to, I had slept through the night and I was awake at 530 and I was able to meditate to start my day, get a workout in, have my lemon water. And like, that is a little package of things that I know really make me feel great. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't always happen or very rarely happens. I feel because Liam's sleep schedule is still all over the place. And, um, it's just difficult to find that time. Um, because a lot of times when he does then take a nap, I get caught up in other things. I have been getting my workouts in, which is great, yeah. but I feel like meditation has fallen to the wayside and I feel so much more aligned when I do make time for that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely see, that becoming more of part of my regular routine if everything is you know yeah. in the flow um and working out with after that magic wand has been waved <laughs> yeah now we'll um, look at like what it's going to take because obviously you yeah know, um but it's magic's the magic is in your it's going to be actually in your intention and then you know mm -hmm. there'll be concrete plans that we can have around it and then also we'll look at any blocks or barriers that might be in the way of you have this but let's still just be in the it's yeah. happened and you're living it so you're you know most mornings or more mornings are um you know have these aspects that you know really provide you kind of the nourishment the sustenance that mm -hmm. you need uh, for your self-care for your day for your uh, well-being mm-hmm I think, you know, me being able to go to a yoga class on the weekends without like thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, just, it's done. You have yoga. Dad, that means for Liam and all the rest. I also see right now my, I haven't fully gone back to work and I miss that. Hmm. But the hurdle there is just finding the right childcare for Liam and being at my parents' house, that also adds another layer of complexity because they'd prefer not to bring anyone in home, and which I totally understand. Um, I think if I could have it my way, we'd have somebody come to the house and be with Liam. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to find childcare and then cross that hurdle of, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and actually, you know, know that I'm not going to be with him or I might miss a milestone or whatever it might be. Um, and being okay with that because that, there's a little bit of fear, I think around that as yeah, a new mom. For sure. So yeah, having, a, I guess, more of, um, a clear flow or like getting into a good cadence of my work life versus my mom life. Or I don't even know that they should be divided necessarily, right. but just finding a harmony there. Right. So I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing in that vision, Natalie, is, you know, you've, you're, you're weaving work back into your life, into your world, mm -hmm. and it's seamless. You know, there's, mm -hmm. 
you don't feel like you're it's you're so compartmentalized that you know it's one or the other but there's a mm -hmm. flow to it you know you have a a great childcare situation set up that you feel really good about and works for everybody in your current situation mm -hmm. and gives you the space and and freedom to mother in the other worlds that you mother you know which right. i know your right. writing career means a lot to you and you know it's a huge gift to yours that you want to mm -hmm. give to the world and manifest right and i think too on that line is just being able to have my own income again um and i know that's also a request from my husband as we look at buying a home and putting a down payment in and like what our buying power with two incomes versus just his and yeah, how that plays into it. And that's been kind of interesting too, is just like not having that income, but mothering Liam all week and how, you know, how I, I still might have like some fears around asking my husband for money, which is interesting, kind of, um, it's been interesting for me. And, you know, I've talked with my sister about it and she's like, well, she shared how she thinks, you know, if it wasn't for me, you'd be paying a nanny or a childcare service to be watching him. So there should be maybe some type of like allowance or like you shouldn't be so hung up over, over asking for that mm -hmm. type of thing. I don't know. That was an interesting, that's been an interesting, I don't know, uh, pent up emotion, I think for myself throughout that's this entire experience of yeah. transitioning into motherhood and, um, or, you know, mothering Liam and not having that income. Well, just stay with those feelings, Natalie. I mean, I think there's obviously there's emotions under all of this, you know, they're, mm -hmm. you're touching on like all the, you know, the anxieties or the <laughs> lots of things, the, you know, the provoking things that, you know, once you've invited a child into your life that, that you need to navigate. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the push pulls and, and um, relation, you know, and, and the relationships that, that need to get mm -hmm. tended to, but I particularly, when you started talking about the finances, what emotion are you aware of as you talk about that? Well, right now, like me as a business owner, I didn't have a maternity leave paid for the way most or women who are, you know, working for a company who have a paid maternity leave will have that advantage, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that has been, um, I, you know, worked really hard last year so that I could still be able to pay myself during the time that I wasn't working full-time, but I guess now I'm getting to this point of, you know, we, I'm, I've been off of full-time work for a while and, um, still need to pay my own bills and, you know, things like getting my hair done or getting a facial, which are also forms of self-care sure. for me. I really enjoy facials and massages and, um, that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. so just being really, I guess I'm really cognizant of the money that I'm still able to pay myself and what I'm spending it on. Um, and like having a little bit of like, I don't know, I guess when I was had like a really steady income when I was working full time, I just didn't really think as much about it. So oh, it maybe like there. fear that it's going to run out because it would, if I, you know, continued this way. And then even though my husband has an income, like he's, he's always been used to just kind of that's his income and I have my income. And now we have this, now we have a child too, and they're, um, expensive. <laughs> and so just like, little beans, it's, it's, so it, much it money, like money conversations are difficult, I think. And, 
Um, well, I, I don't know. Like he's been super supportive, I think through it all, but yeah, it's almost, it's like in my own hang up of like being afraid to ask for money or something. I don't know. Well, are you willing to explore this a little under some more layers with this one? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cause I think there's, there's a number of things that uh, I, I think are possible to explore in this one, Natalie. And I mean, kind of a big overarching one. If, do you mind if I share like a thought or kind of yeah, please theory or, or concept that I'm having around all this? And even the other conversation that you're having, I, if we focus on this, I think we'll be able to generalize to some of the other ones, mm-hmm. but it, it's really, there's, I'm noticing, and you can tell me if this is true, uh, that there's definitely a limit for what you feel like you deserve mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and even under that, like a certain amount of, of mattering and I'm going to call it entitlement, but I don't mean that in a, you know, in a superior way, but mm-hmm. that you're really understanding that your happiness is paramount to the family. And mm-hmm. this I'll probably say more than once <laughs> today, but if, if mom is happy, everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, or any of these things, like, what do you notice or what, what comes up for you? Um, I think too, <laughs> my husband says that a lot or he says, if mom ain't happy, nobody is happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which when he says it, I mean, I agree with, but I also feel like don't put all of that on me, you know, like don't yeah. make it seem like that I control the energy of our family and everything else, because that feels like a lot <laughs> to carry or, or does it make me sound like I'm like a bitch or something who, <laughs> well, who I think you're just, you're ref- so like, these are all the things that come to mind, I guess. Totally. And, and I, and I think you're underscoring my theory that, you know, you hear that and you think it's a to do versus mm-hmm. a like to do for you. Whereas it's a to do for him mm-hmm. to find out what you need to make you happy. Like, yes, you might, he might not know. And I, you know, you might be responsible to just like you just shared with me, how I want my mornings, you know, and, mm-hmm. and this or that, that's what makes me happy. So you need to figure out how we're going to make that happen because mm-hmm. well, if that's going to be good. happy and everyone's going to be happy. And then the finance situation, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, my happiness is paramount here. We need to come to a, a next level of understanding or togetherness and, mm-hmm. you know, probably dig into and dig under. And that's something else we can explore a little bit here, kind of our own histories with money, our own, you know, beliefs. And what would it mean if, if we combine them, you know, any of the permutations that currently aren't happening, let's explore what it would look like if they did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. any of those, I just said a whole lot. So any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that um, one thing that you just said was how do, thinking about how I approach that conversation with my husband. So we can maybe dig into that. Yeah. What is it? What, it, what, what does it look like in the past? And if we had the magic wand, what would it look like? I mean, it would just be easy. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a question, but I think maybe we're getting there because he and I are, I don't know, he and I are getting there, I guess, just in that we have had the conversation a couple of times recently and um, including, I mean, not just on the money aspect, but also about what I need, like from him, where I need support from him. Like even it was interesting I don't know if this is going to be changing the subject or continuing on it, but so recently my sister slept over at the house and the morning, it was like a Saturday or Sunday morning. And she, 
it was 6.30 and like Liam was waking up and she's like, I'll watch him and give him a bottle and you can go back to sleep. And I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And I slept until 8.15 and I realized that like my husband had never done that for me since, um, and I don't want to like bash him because he's absolutely amazing. Well, I think we can make that caveat. I I know you guys have you know, a strong, beautiful relationship. And but we want to look at some of the things that, you know, aren't working and like, oh, I don't like that behavior. Like I, I see that I want that now. Mm -hmm. And so like with this, like, and I brought it up to him and I think I always just, you know, he wakes up, he's right now working for our family and wakes up at 5am Monday through Friday. And so the weekends I see as like his opportunity to sleep. And a lot of times if I am, or was waking up with Liam in the middle of the night, he'd still, you know, hear me rustling around or whatever. And so I was just always like, I didn't feel like I was deserving of that necessarily, like being able to sleep in because it was something for him to do (laughs) instead, you know, but I guess like my sister being so selfless in her and like really giving in her um gesture mm-hmm. made me feel like hmm you know I know she wakes up early every morning during the week too why do I feel like I can let her do a why do I allow say yes to her mm-hmm. and then b why haven't I asked my husband or why hasn't he done this for me <laughs> I don't know that it's just like I well but it, notice the discomfort yeah, but it there's something that feels very uncomfortable for you to have those expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, like your you sister said. offered, you didn't ask her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she offered, and you wouldn't. It probably wouldn't even have crossed your mind to ask her. Uh, no, or if it did, it, it, <laughs> you would have been like, "Oh, you know, I would, I would never mm-hmm. do that." But once you had somebody offer, you're like, "Oh, you know," but you don't expect that. And and mm-hmm. I think I do know you a little bit, so do you mind if I share something? it's not Mm -hmm. super personal that I know about you. Like you are a caretaker, right? Mm -hmm. And you are someone who takes ownership of things and can sometimes fall on the over-responsible side, Mm -hmm. which then leaves, you know, less of an expectation for those around you to, you don't, I don't know that, you know, equal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is a wonderful opportunity to start digging into that. Cause you know, I've, I know the audience can't see you, but I can see you and I can see how uncomfortable you get every time you think about like really assertively expecting or going for those Mm -hmm. things that, you know, would give you so much, you know, the extra like ease and joy. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women. And coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space 
that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Yeah. And where does that come from? I mean, is it just growing up? I, I, I mean, well, I'm sure where you... were you? Uh, what's, where are you in the sibling order? I'm the oldest. Yes. And <laughs> Um, is any of this feel familiar from in your upbringing about places where you feel like you were the responsible one or, you know, took kind of took charge of things? Yeah, for sure. Always, <laughs> you know, I think as oldest child, I put that on myself and, um, so that I becomes a pattern in school too. Like even in like groups that I worked in or things like that. I always had very high expectations of myself and definite perfectionism tendencies. Um, and I think I still have that, um, sometimes to a fault. I think I've gotten better though, but definitely at one point in my life. How do you feel as you, as you say this? And I think I remember Um, like when we can use the five primary emotions as much as possible of fear, mm -hmm. hurt, anger, sadness, or joy. Uh, but as you're sharing this or recalling, what are you noticing emotionally? Um, I guess it would be like fear of disappointing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and indifference also came to mind, but I think that came to mind just because it's just what I know and what I do. But, you know, I could, I don't know if I'm like angry at myself at all or sad at myself at all for, for doing, for being that way. I mean, I think that's a very, that's a very responsible older child response, right? (laughs) The first person I'm going to be angry at is myself. Like I should have, I should have done it differently, you know, or I should have been different versus wait, why didn't anybody notice? And what, what was in my family atmosphere that because we all take on roles in families, mm-hmm. you know, it's a mm-hmm. system uh, we're going to, and, you know, birth order tends to elicit uh, certain behaviors and, mm-hmm. and ways of being. It's not, you know, cut and dry. And 
things can change and your sister could have overtaken you in that, in that role, but that didn't happen. You know, you, you hung on to that role, but it was, you know, as a child that really served you, you know, you mm-hmm. probably got positive attention for it. You know, you mm-hmm. probably uh, could tell maybe it made your parents um, happy or they were relieved or at ease. You felt like that somewhere along the lines, it was your job to, you know, help take care of the family. So you saw that it did that, mm-hmm. you know, so it provided a lot of really positive things. It's just, then sure. we, we feel like that's the way to get it. And, mm-hmm. and now as adults, we still think that's the only way to get it. And, mm-hmm. and it feels kind of scary, like you said, or uncomfortable mm-hmm. to let some of that role go or mm-hmm. expect from others or expect other people to hold the anxiety that you're so used to holding probably right. because who will I be? Because that's the identity that you've known, Natalie. So right. we get, it's scary because who will I, who will I be if I'm not that firstborn leader, you know, go mm-hmm. full out, you know, woman who takes responsibility. You're not going to lose that. And that's our fear too. Like she'll, she'll still be there, but yeah. we, we want a larger requisite variety of behaviors and ways mm-hmm. for you to get tended to. So I just said a lot again, tell me what, yeah. you're, what are you hearing? Um, you know, kind of just, I guess that push pull that I can have with myself on wanting to to relinquish some of the responsibility, but at the same time being fearful of that. And I think there's a little bit of a feeling of, well, I do it best when I do it myself. And I, um, so, you know, delegating or letting responsibility or sharing that responsibility can feel scary and whether, you know, and that's whether it's with my husband or with a colleague or whatever it might be. So, but I think as, you know, I just need to have trust that I can let go and that I can trust in whomever I'm, I'm sharing the responsibility with. Mm-hmm. Cause I know, you know, my husband is also a for- firstborn and you know, like, I know that I can trust him to do things. It just maybe won't be done, you know, to mom's spec, <laughs> <laughs> but I think well, there are a lot of other women who would feel, you know, in that same boat. I just want to name, he's a little bit different. Uh, He has some added aspects of a firstborn that we've Mm -hmm. talked about that I think is why this dynamic isn't just, you know, two firstborns because he's the firstborn boy Mm -hmm. uh, in the family. And there's, there was a certain pampering and privilege that also came, you know, he kind of got both, Mm -hmm. you know, the, yes, I'm responsible. I'm the firstborn. And I'm this firstborn boy that has like special privileges. And so I can be responsible when I want and I expect to be taken care of. So he kind of has both. Totally. And it's very evident like in his family too. I'm not sure if like his siblings have or have not recognized that, but me as an outsider coming in, I definitely see it. Like, you know, everyone goes to him for answers and he is very pampered by his mom, which is fine, but it, it definitely, there's like, you brought up entitlement earlier. And so I can definitely see that entitlement with him and within his family. And yeah, for whatever reason, it's just different with a male versus female, I guess. Well, yeah. And you know, every family is a little bit different, but particularly, you know, if, if we're going with traditional roles and you know, the way things have kind of been, he was mm-hmm. definitely raised more in that framework from, from what you've shared mm-hmm. before. And I have a little bit of previous knowledge on that. So that's where you get to come in, you know, and that's where like, it's so cool as a couple, Natalie, is that, you know, he's, uh, I love this term, he's like your perfect prick, 
right? So he's mm -hmm. there to prick your unfinished business, like to prick mm -hmm. the right where your growth and development needs to happen, you know, mm -hmm. and it's different when you're just a couple and you're kind of working it and you're making decisions, but it's, as you are noting, um, exemplified and heightened dramatically when you bring a child in, mm -hmm. you know, to the picture, then suddenly it's, you know, the stress of that, the, any of the, you know, where this might've been like an issue we could kind of deal with now it's like, it, they need to get, have a, a much more serious look. And I don't mean serious, like serious, but um, mm -hmm. they deserve the looking at, and it's your opportunity to shift these. He doesn't, you know, this isn't about changing him at mm -hmm. all. And that's, you know, what we want to be clear on, you know, this is what do I need to, you know, start practicing. And you mentioned trust, right? Like, I just need to trust that I'm going to do that. Well, mm -hmm. that's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're going to have to take steps toward that trust. And, mm -hmm. you know, what is it that I could let go of and, you know, put in his, in, in his plate, as a step, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something we want to be thinking about maybe as a, as a step for you when we close is what, you know, what's something that I could shift here that isn't like acting like the whole thing, you know, but I'm going to pick that thing and I'm going to assertively go for it. Mm -hmm. I have that. Yeah. What are you feeling? What, what might that be? I was saying, what do you feel when I say that? We don't have to get to <laughs> what it is yet. That, that'll come. I mean, I think, you know, me, that's always a little bit like, <laughs> that's me. why I don't we want to we want to make it like a little bit of a stretch but not too big of a stretch that you know mm -hmm. it'll feel overwhelming or you won't do it because you, you need to have both a compassion you know for that that little girl that you that you know develop these ways of being and behavior that have been so important and served you right mm -hmm. um, and at the same time you know that that they're limiting you so mm -hmm. what's just a step I can tell my mind as the overachiever you kind of feel like it has to you know, now I have to come out blazing and, you know, yeah. turn everything, you know, turn it all over and change the whole thing. But mm -hmm. it does it. and that's going to be a good practice for you too, that, you know, this is a journey, you know, this mm -hmm. is the, the journey that you were on as a couple to be, well, it's your life journey, you know, but getting mm -hmm. married and then having a, a baby is going to heighten it that much more and give you the opportunity to do it. Right. So can um, you think of something that I could do? Yeah. Um, I think like my husband is really good at saying like on the weekends, he likes to go disc golfing or, you know, so he's really good at, Hey, I'd like to go disc golfing at this time, uh, you know, and he'll be gone for a couple of hours. And then I'm just, I'm not as good at doing that, I guess. And a part of me, I think I get anxious anxiety at the thought of like, I don't know, leaving Liam or something. I, it's just no, this weird place that I've been in. Um, it's not weird. So, I mean, didn't name it that. It's a natural, you know, he's just five months old, right? The, the, you're still birthing him. You know, I know he's mm -hmm. outside the womb and there, but you know, that those, any of those times where you're, you know, having him out of your sight, it's important, you know, to do them, but to act like it's silly to have the feelings about it. No. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's part of your separation process, but I want to, yeah. in all of this, a, a huge allowance for you to have your emotions as they mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. So like with that, I think it's just, you know, saying to him, I'm going to go to a yoga class on Saturday morning or whatever it might be. And he's been so lucky too, because my parents living with them, like my mom is so helpful 
And so it has to be on a weekend where they're out of town too, because otherwise she'll gladly take Liam and, you know, play with him all morning. And so Patrick has, you know, gotten out of a lot of work, I think. And he's, he knows it and is grateful for, you know, the help for sure. But so I want to underline something that you just said that Natalie, um, you know, it's important for their relationship too. You know, mm-hmm. Patrick isn't a caretaker of, of Liam. He's not like this mm-hmm. person who helps you, you know, mm-hmm. he, you are in, and you may be dividing some of the duties differently. And I know when you're nursing, I mean, it, mm-hmm. but the more we can now distinguish the fact that, you know, this is a shared um, endeavor, you know, and adventure. And we both have equal responsibility, but how mm-hmm. we do things um, is one way or another, but, you know, that's something I want you really to hold. Cause otherwise, you know, what can happen unconsciously in that situation is then Liam becomes your territory, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that relationships gets really strong and you end up getting needs met there. And, you know, if this were left totally unconscious, that's, that's a possible path this could take. You know, mm-hmm. So anywhere where we're interrupting that or just raising the awareness and bringing to consciousness that, oh, you know, this is, this is ours to figure out, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, and so, yeah, when we have mom here and she's, you know, she's stepping in, but that, you know, that's, it, it's still all of ours. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've never really thought about that in that sense, especially thinking of, you know, like Liam as my territory and what that means for Pat and my relationship or my relationship with Liam. And not that I feel like I've, we're, we've gone there, but it's just an interesting point that you bring up. Yeah. And, and like you said, being conscious of it and keeping that in the back of your mind moving forward um, to make sure that healthy relationships are growing and that Liam that or Patrick and I, like you said, it's our shared responsibility mm-hmm. or shared work that we do, you know, together yeah. to raise him. Yeah. So everything is, is ours in, in, in this endeavor. So I want to say that and then come back to, you know, you'll, you'll hear this in the recording. I, I, I want, you know, you to hear the kind of hesitancy in your voice when you say, I'm going to do a yoga class, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, <laughs> you know, just practicing, whether it's how you say it to him or not, like, I would love for you in the mirror to say like, I'm doing a yoga class, you know, I'm doing a yoga class and really own it and claim it. I know it sounds Mm -hmm. silly, but it's not, it's, it's the, you just using your voice to fully like feel, you know, Mm -hmm. that, um, that, that request, that, that yearning, that wanting that you're meaning in that and, and telling your mind, like, I deserve this. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is of course, um, something I should be doing for everybody's benefit, you know, but mm-hmm. you can practice saying it. And then, you know, however it comes out to, to Patrick, or if it's something with your parents or anybody else, like fine, but you know, inside, um, mm-hmm. what's so right. And I saw you smile with that. So, yeah, I just think it's, it's, you're so spot on <laughs> with that and how I, um, I will hesitate on speaking about how I can fulfill my own needs (laughs) because I can even just think in conversations that I've had with Pat when I do the same thing and that and that's a first step Natalie I'd love for you in this period of time to just 
be aware of it and notice mm -hmm. now that I've kind of, that I've pointed that out, you'll hear yourself more. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's the first step. Like it, it isn't always to just bust in there. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing a yoga class, damn it. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> you can play with that. I'm not saying you yeah. can't, but you know, that. Act that, some things out. Yeah, exactly. But it, um, I, I'm totally picturing this, but you know, you, you can decide, you know, you in mm -hmm. front of your mirror and doing that, like doing it all sorts of ways, like, mm -hmm. um, and playing you know, with Patrick it. Patrick would probably be attracted to that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you fully, you know, inhabiting it and, and claiming and owning, you know, and then you can build from there. Then it's mm -hmm. the conversations about money. It's the conversations about, you know, and then including family and how, you know, first, like, how do, how, how do, how would I like it to be? And then mm. how would we like it to be? And then, you know, bringing in uh, mom and dad for the conversations that need to happen there about, and, it, you know, cause that's a continuous, even if you've gotten to a good place, things change, right. And the right. Uh, expectations or all that, but keeping that environment as clear as mm -hmm. possible, um, you know, it's tricky, but doable for sure. I think right now too, like a lot of just what's been weighing on my mind is all of the unknowns and I'm really working on being present, but even right now, you know, living at home, living in Wisconsin, when we had been living in downtown Chicago, unsure of whether or not Patrick's work will continue to be remote. And if that's an option for us in the future, as far as where we might move and, me, you know, going back to work and where will we find childcare and all of these things. It's just like kind of, um, a lot just swirling in my mind. It is. Um, and it can be difficult sometimes to be present because of that, or I'll find myself awake in the middle of the night and Liam will still be sleeping and I'll be awake regardless oh, because I'll have all of these swirling thoughts. Um, and so, and I think, you know, one thing that, can be a little bit frustrating to me on that end is that I'll try to discuss with Patrick and I know we're probably almost at time and well, not we're, bringing we're, up we're going to wrap up in a minute, but no, that's all right. We'll, we'll, but, um, we'll scoop it in. Yeah. So, and, you know, sharing some of my thoughts and emotions along all of these kind of unknowns and the moving situation and Patrick's work situation and not feeling like I'm getting very much out of him mm -hmm. um because i guess he, maybe he doesn't have the answer but still i just like you know need something <laughs> in response to you know me sharing my my thoughts and yeah, feelings on everything going on in our life and he just is usually he isn't quite as like outspoken or maybe in touch with his feelings like i am and so that can create a little bit of a disconnect between mm -hmm. the two of us so that's it. I'm so glad you brought that one up, um, Natalie, because I think, uh, you know, and I would, that's one I would love the magic wand to just be able to, you know, instantly shift him, mm -hmm. you know, shift you, you know, into that space. Because if there's one thing I would want or, you know, envision or yearn for for your couple is that you have as, as open and free and expressed uh, emotional expression, you know, mm -hmm. that. And that might be the journey of your couple, right? But it, mm -hmm. it, that might not happen overnight. But if there's a yearning that I would uh, 100%, I, I, I advocate for all of the ones that you've mentioned. But mm -hmm. if there's one that we really want to keep in focus and in mind is you 
you getting that one met, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that, you know, that can look a couple different ways. Also, that's, you know, you again, feeling the entitlement and the deserving to have him be with you. Mm -hmm. And that might start with just, you know, you really feel his presence, you know, mm -hmm. and then, then that can move to an expectation that, you know, he match you in, in emotional response or, you know, that he mm -hmm. notice and is aware of what he's feeling with what you're sharing or, mm -hmm. you know, the concerns and worries. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, for a vision for your couple that I definitely mm -hmm. want, but mm -hmm. we can, um, we can keep building on that one for sure. You were going to say something. Yeah. You just saying that, like, I'm like, what is the trick to get him to emotionally respond back to me, <laughs> you know, without like getting very intense <laughs> well and it that's you know and that's as you get more sure of yourself and assertive with the things like yoga you know this is like mm -hmm. this is the bigger one that we're working toward but always having this goal in mind that we're going there that you starting to really believe and deserve and act in ways that you're starting to get more of what uh you what you want you know what mm -hmm. you yearn for will work that'll work its way in but right now starting there is it's probably not the best access you know he's it's kind of like warming somebody up you know mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's For really sure. about you shifting you needing to work on and breaking some of the mistaken beliefs you've had about getting the things that that you want or yearn for and having it your way and having mm -hmm. mama be happy so you can start telling them like i know you say that but you know i'm going to start really doing that and look out right because <laughs> you're gonna get what you asked for and <laughs> it may not have looked exactly how you thought yeah. <laughs> because my oh, expectations yeah. of from you and what you know in our relationship are you know they're going to change so you can give them a little warning you know and i'm going to mm -hmm. be working on this so be ready mm -hmm. um, and you know just kind of open and, and clear the space in there um how does that sound sure i love it <laughs> Now let's have an action step. I know we named a couple, but I, I, I want you to, to name it and, and claim what are one or two things out of this that you can see, you know, cause we always want, we, we can have awareness after awareness, but if we don't engage in some way, like we talked about some small way that's telling mm -hmm. our system, you know, we're, we're going to start shifting some things. What would it be? Um, I think just like a big one is asking Patrick or telling Patrick that at X time, I'm going to be doing X, whether it's going to yoga or if it's, you know, a weeknight and I am going to go work out or meditate or go on my own solo adventure or whatever it might be, telling him that I'm be doing this and I'm going to need you to watch the child. <laughs> So. Good. so that's perfect. And I love it because what you, you didn't, you kept it out of the framework of asking him, like, can mm -hmm. I, so, mm -hmm. so once, a, and why don't we give it, you know, something doable, like you can do it as many times as you want in a week, but why don't we say like once a week, I will, at mm -hmm. least once a week, I will do this. Mm -hmm. So okay. if I, you know, if I decide that I want to do the yoga class on Saturday, then I will let Patrick know that I'm doing this class. Mm -hmm. or I'm going to this, or I'm going to that. Sometimes putting it, that's something called um, neural implementation intention. It's this big, long word, but they've mm -hmm. studied that if then statements uh, mm -hmm. help us is kind of a trick for our mind. So if we frame it in an if then, so if I see a yoga class on Saturday that I want to go to, then I will tell Patrick that I'm attending. Okay. 
I like it. Yeah. How does that sound? And then mm -hmm. um, bonus is the you practicing different ways that you're going to be asking for these things in the mirror. Right. Right. Just on your own. Like the assertive. Comfortable with myself, but that's good. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. And, and um, you know, but we want to start getting more comfortable with ourselves. So then it, mm -hmm. it isn't as big a deal when we're, we're out there because we've gotten, you know, we can affirm ourselves then, you know, mm -hmm. but if we can't do it with ourselves, like, you know, the idea of doing it with someone else is, can be too, way too terrifying. Right. All right. So exactly. one last thing. So how, how does, uh, how, how are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. I'm thinking about practicing in front of the mirror and, and hopefully and I'm comfortable. what's up. <laughs> yes. Cause growth is uncomfortable. If we just did something that we're already doing, then what's the point, right? We got to, mm -hmm. we got to start mixing it up a little bit. And, and I just want to say also, Natalie, like you, you know, I even, this is probably the longest conversation I've had with, well, maybe have we had one since you had Liam? I don't know if we have since I've had Liam. Yeah. Those couple um, four. And, you know, you're doing beautifully. You're doing great. You know, mm -hmm. new momhood is hard, you know, it's and hard. I think for you to be okay to like, and I know you've shared some moments, you know, even on your social media about like, this was a hard day and, you know, and reflecting all that, but I want you to have as many moments of, you know, letting that go and letting down and having, having your emotions and uh, even mm -hmm. more. So I'm putting that invitation out. Yes. All right. You. Lastly, I don't know. Um, I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but this was something I started doing, but I wasn't sharing it like in the actual session. I waited, but Nora said, don't put it in the session. So what I will do sometimes, and I've particularly done them for these podcast ones is I, I think tarot cards are fun, right? Like oh, I think, yeah. you know, it's, I don't go to them as like the answer or, you mm -hmm. know, but I always feel like they, you know, lend uh, an interesting perspective or give me something to think about or, you know, relate to. So I, I like weaving it in. So I, I picked one before our session, like what will, what will be supportive for Natalie, for us, you know, together. And, um, mm -hmm. and I'll send you a picture. Cause I, I picked it outside and I left it out there, but the card that I picked, you know, for you is actually in the cover of this book. Mm -hmm. It's um, I don't know if you know this one, it's called dreams of Gaia, but mm -hmm. uh, the card that was picked was destiny. Ooh. And I'll take a picture of all this and send it to you. Yeah, um, I love it. Unless you have this one, but let's, I always kind of look it over, but then I put it aside and, uh, and we'll see if it relates or if it can support you even further. So the keywords under destiny are personal destiny, universal destiny, seeking answers, purpose, and quest. Mm -hmm. and some of the key phrases are your destiny is to become whole and connected. Mm -hmm. Your destiny is to lead a life with meaning and purpose. Step inside and explore heart and mind. Discover your gifts and talents, a sense of purpose and confidence, ancestral healing may be required, break the train, remember your dreams. There's lots of beautiful things here. What are mm -hmm. your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, sometimes the most important destiny remains, remain hidden. Your destiny may influence generations to come and overcome trials and obstacles. So you're going to read the whole thing, but um, mm -hmm. something that I think is, is interesting. So this is about embracing your destiny. Mm -hmm. um, your personal, you know, your personal destiny. And there's, there's a whole lot here about past future. I'm not going to go into all of that, but this one popped out of me. There are activities and interests that inspire your passion and love that make you feel complete and imbue you with a sense of rightness. It is these things that are, that you are destined to do. And they list a bunch of things. Uh, it could be anything, but the key to recognizing is how it makes you feel and what are you willing to do in order to make it a key part of your life? 
I love that card for me. This is something that we didn't really speak about, but I mentioned all the swirling thoughts and a huge, huge part of that has been kind of what's next for me. And I have been on a quest for purpose. I feel like since I graduated college and as you know, I'm in, I'm a copywriter and I also have my, my wellness coach certificate and have been like on this like journey or just questioning, I guess, of, you know, what is my purpose and what comes next beyond mother. And like, I think for a while I thought, oh, maybe my purpose is to be a mom. And I realized that that's a big part of who I, of who I am now, but there's so much more that I have to offer. And um, so like really tapping into what lights me up and how I can explore that and make it you know, my next step in life. And so that's been huge, like weighing on me. And just, um, so that card is like, perfect. I know (laughs) you're going to, you're going to see even more in here about, Mm -hmm. um, and I did, I don't, I always, I always look at both like the blockage and the, whatever I did pull it Mm -hmm. reversed, which sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. as you look at like, what will the challenges be? And it's about, you know, once you start discovering what that is, it doesn't mean it'll be easy. You know, mm-hmm. it won't be free of difficulties and problems. Um, otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be worth it. But some of them you face will be self-made and born of your insecurities and doubts, while mm-hmm. others will be placed in your path by those who might not understand or believe in your destiny. So talking about how some may try and steer you away, well-meaning mm-hmm. family members, you know, but how... Um, yeah, which is also a big thing that's yes. because my dad has a real estate business. And as I've been living at home, he like wants me to take it over. And I just have been like, oh, but I think that's like getting yep. in the way of my destiny. Um, wow. So super yep. powerful. I can't read to, I can't wait to read it. Yeah. And I, so I, I want it to like, you know, kind of deepen and infuse what we worked on today, just give you more um you know, awareness and insight, but then it'll be that it always feels like a small step, but they're not small steps. They're really important. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you'll, you'll step into it. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Yes. Thank you so much, Gertrude. Thanks. Thanks, Natalie. Hi, this is Dr. Gertrude Lyons, and I have the honor and privilege to give a huge shout out and hopefully invitation to, explore, listen to, and be part of the Mother the Mother podcast with McLean McGowan. I'm riveted with every episode I listen to. This is so powerful, whether you're a a woman with children or around women with children or a breathing person on this planet, there's relevance for all of us because this is such an important time right now for us all to be aware of the fact that it takes a village to raise a confident mother and not just a child, that we all are in this together. And so many beautiful stories of conception, pregnancy, birth, you know, through interviews, every, you know, personal sharings that I I just don't want anyone to miss it. So go there now and uh, listen to the podcast, Mother the Mother. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, 
but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.